February 26, 2018. It was a really important day in the life of our family. Up until that point, we've had two boys and one girl, and my wife Paula uh, was ready to go into labor. And we didn't know what we were having. So, of course, when everything happened, I was like, what is it? What is it? And it was a girl. So two boys and two girls, and, and we were so excited about that. And, and once everything was done, and we wanted to be able to tell our family and friends, and so Paul and I said, well, we are going to do what usually everyone does now, and we wanted to put her birth announcement on social media. So this is what this was. This is our little baby girl, Remy, thank you. She is a lot bigger now and feisty. Woo! <laughs> But she is, she is such, a, such a cutie, and we love her so much. And what was so funny was, right when we put it on social media, within moments, all across the country, people were commenting and liking the photo and congratulating us and saying, man, we are so excited for you, and we love Remy already, and that little eight-pound, one-ounce baby girl is so cute. That's right. You know, the, the birth announcement for Jesus, it looked a little bit different than that one. It certainly didn't go viral on social media. In fact, hardly anyone heard about it at first. It was a, an announcement made by an angel, but to a few simple, lowly shepherds out in the field in the middle of the night. But what sets this announcement, this birth announcement apart, is what the angel actually said. Here were the angel's words found in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. He said, I will bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. When the angel said those last three words, to all people, it would have caught the attention of anybody listening, and it especially caught the attention of these lowly, simple shepherds. You see, this was an announcement of Good news for everybody. No matter, no matter a person's belief system or social standing or cultural background, this was good news for everybody. And this birth of this child at that very first Christmas would bring good news of great joy for everybody. Unending hope, uh, forgiveness and freedom. This was the epitome of good news. Or is it? Is it really good news? It's something that I've been wrestling with personally as a Christ follower and as a pastor because I know so many people that when they talk about Jesus or they talk about Christianity or they talk about church, they're not using the words good. And so it was, it's made me wrestle and it's, it's caused me to ask this question that I want to pose to you today. If the good news really is good and it's for all people, then why do so many people, people that you know, some of your family and friends, people that are here today, they don't believe the good news is good? Why is that? I think there's a couple reasons. One, one reason that perhaps people don't feel like the good news is good is because of their church history, their church background. Maybe, maybe you're here even, and, and you grew up being forced to go to church. And even when something's good, it doesn't feel good when it's being pushed at you or forced upon you. Or, or maybe you had an openness to God, but you didn't know if God really was interested in you. Or what was shared in your church experience just kind of seemed irrelevant. I grew up most of my life attending church and 
it wasn't really a forced thing, but it was just kind of like the good thing that you did every Sunday. It, it didn't have anything to do with my real everyday life. And, and so maybe that's you. Maybe, maybe your story is similar. Maybe you got some church baggage, some church history that has kept you from believing that the good news is really good. And if that's you and you are here, man, that, that means so much <laughs> that you would come. It, it says that perhaps you're willing to give the church thing a try again. Or maybe you're willing to see if this good news really could be good, even for your life. For others of you, you, you don't believe it's good news. And the reason you don't believe the good news is good is because, well, it has nothing to do with Jesus. In fact, when you think of Jesus, you think, okay, this guy, he was kind and loving and generous and graceful and truthful, and he is those things. But you would not call the good news good. In fact, you don't believe it's, you don't believe it's good, not because of Jesus, but because of his followers. If you were to label his followers with one word, you would call them hypocritical. For you, the people that are inside the church, when they leave, they're worshiping something differently than they live outside the church. For instance, you, many know th this verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And, and for you, you would say, yeah, God so loved the world. But why aren't his followers or the people in church loving? You would use a lot of words to describe Christ followers, but loving would not be one of them. Or for you, you've been hurt by someone in the church, someone in your family, someone who is a close friend, someone who you trust, and they damage you either by words or by actions. And when you ask them, why would you do that? They would reference their faith in Jesus as the reason. For you, that all you've encountered in your life are Christians who feel hypocritical and non-loving and they've hurt you, I have one thing to tell you. I'm sorry. On behalf of Jesus, I'm sorry. You see, when Jesus established the church over 2,000 years ago, his vision for the church was far different than your experience with it. His vision for the church was a place that would feel like a hospital, a place that no matter where you've come from, if, if you have some struggles or you need help or whatever it be, you can come in and feel like that hope and healing is available to you. And yet people like me have turned the church into a courtroom where you come in and instead of feeling loved and embraced, you feel condemned and judged. As a pastor, it sickens me to know that people don't believe the good news is good because of people like me. And it hurts my heart, but let me tell you, it hurts God's heart way more. I think there's an, another reason why sometimes people don't believe that the good news is good. It might not be because of their church experience, but maybe it's because of their own personal view of God himself. In a room like this, uh, it'd be silly to think that there aren't those that are here with doubts and struggles and sometimes asking questions. The question that we often get is, well, if God is so good, then how come so many bad things happen? You know, how, how, what are you supposed to do when, when a relationship is fractured and disintegrates right before your very eyes? What happens when 
you suddenly lose a loved one that you so cared about? What do you do if you're facing crippling depression? Or what do you do if you've received a devastating diagnosis? In those moments, people turn their eyes towards heaven and say, God, where are you? Do you even care about what I'm facing right now? And you know, I have had some of those very same questions. Some of those very same doubts. And sometimes there's no easy answers. There's no, there's no Bible verse that makes it all better. So I don't know about you, maybe, maybe that's some of your journey, your, some, some of your experience, some of your story. But there's so many people that are wrestling with these kinds of questions. And if that's you, we're glad that you are here, that you're along the journey. You're taking your next steps. If you believe that, I understand, and I'm in that boat too. I, I remember the day where I got the phone call from my mom that said something happened to your stepdad, and by the time we got to the hospital, he was gone. I mean, in the mere moments. And so you look up and say, God, don't you care? But what if I told you that there is a word picture that I want to tell you about that I can't answer all your why questions. I've never had my why question answered. I never will. But that doesn't mean I can't show you how much God cares and how this is different from all other things. I heard this story one time of David Platt. He's a pastor and he was visiting another country. And when he was there, he was sitting outside of a temple. And when he was outside of this temple, he was overhearing this discussion between these two guys and they were talking about the differences in religions. And he said, look, I know that we all think about things differently and we have differences in our beliefs, but at the core of what we believe, we believe the same thing. David, he, he asked them a question. He says, guys, if I hear you right, it sounds like you're saying that God is at the top of a mountain and you guys are at the bottom of the mountain. And if I hear you right, you're saying that as long as you go this way or this way or up or, or sideways, it doesn't matter. As long as you get there someday, that's all that matters. As long as we get to God. It doesn't matter how we get there, just get there. And the guys are like, yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. And David looked him in the eyes and said, but what if I told you that there is a God who has actually come down from the mountain. There is a God that doesn't wait for you to try really hard to get up to him, but that he has come down right where you are at. And you can tell these guys have never really heard this before. They're confused, and they say, that'd be great if it's true. And David looks him in the eyes and says, it's true. And this is the difference. The difference is there's this man named Jesus who, yes, was at the top of the mountain and saw where you were. And instead of waiting for you to come up to him, he came right to where you are. He has come to you and for you. This is how we know that God actually really does care. That, that he doesn't wait for us to find our way up the mountain, that he doesn't wait for us to, to work our way up the mountain. But rather, God so loved the world that he sent his son. Jesus came down, came down from heaven into our world. And when, when Jesus came into our world, he didn't avoid all the bad stuff like we might think he would. 
I mean, he left perfection and he comes into this world and, and he enters into all the same stuff that we face. You think about it. Jesus, he faced rejection. Jesus faced loneliness. Jesus faced betrayal. <laughs> Guys, this shows how much God cares for us. He, he, he walks into the stuff that we face so that he really gets it, so he knows how we feel, so that he can sympathize with us in the midst of our weakness and, and struggles and strife. And then, and then when Jesus is faced with death, he doesn't avoid it. Instead, he willingly embraces death in order, in order to bring us true and everlasting life. A lot of people that I talk to say, oh yeah, Christmas is just another religious celebration. And I have to, I have to d disagree with them. I do so kindly, but I said that's not true. If it was a religious holiday, then if I look at the definition of religion, religion is try hard or God's unknowing or somehow if you do good and that outweighs the bad, then someday when I get to heaven, St. Peter will let me into the pearly gates. That's a religious celebration. But this isn't just another religious holiday. This is a celebration of a relationship. That's the difference. Religion is you try hard. Relationship is God has come down to us. It's the celebration of a relationship, a relationship at its core that is good news. For you in this room who don't believe that it's good news because of people like me who've ruined it for you, I just ask that you would take your eyes off of me and look at the person that says it's really good. Because this God who is willing to leave perfection to enter into our world, that is good. And he was born in this world, and it's good news of great joy. I know a lot of people that say, you know what, that's good for you, but I'm good with me, meaning I'm happy, I'm, I'm loving life without God, and I understand that. I have a lot of people in my life that are like that. I know this guy, he would have basically said, yeah, that's me. Everything was fine. Everything was going great. He was happy. And then one day, everything changed. The thing that made him happy disappeared right before his eyes. And then all of a sudden, he goes from happiness to despair like the light switch just went off. What do you do when that happens? What do you do when you base your life on something that can disappear or change or go away? When Jesus says he comes to bring great joy, this isn't jargon, this isn't religion, this is hope. This is a kind of life and a kind of joy where you can have contentment and peace and joy despite circumstances. That even if everything gets taken away in your life, you still can be okay. That's the joy that he gives us. That's why the good news is good. It's good news of great joy and it's to all people. For all people people, whatever you believe, wherever you've come from, whatever your church background is, whatever your view of God has been up until this point, it breaks into your life. It's for all people. It's for those in this room who, like me, celebrate Christmas because they know that the, that the Savior has been born in this world. And I'm hoping for you that the good news is even gooder. I know that's not a word. <laughs> Better, more amazing, more rich, 
more satisfying than you've ever recognized before. So as followers of Christ, we celebrate this good news together uh, in, these, in these moments. Uh, but it's also good news for the people that we talked about earlier. Those of us in the room that uh, might have doubts and questions. Those of us that have been hurt or damaged by the church or followers of Jesus. It's for those of us that have at times questioned, God, are you really there? Do you even care? This good news shows that God comes to us to enter into our world and, and to, to help guide us. So I hope that, that, that this Christmas time, that each of us would see this baby born in Bethlehem in a new way. Good news of great joy for everybody. And he came. He came to be the light of the world and to lead us all home to him.